This is According to Kellis, and this is Take Two on Episode 114, Take It to the Tyrants. Well, let me tell you, I did what I thought was a pretty good episode yesterday, but when I went to merge the file, I killed it. Long story short, we have got to take the battle. We have got to take the argument to our opponents, in this case, the tyrants. If we don't do this, if we fail to stand up, if we fail to show up, we lose. And I feel like I'm harping on this all the time. All the time. But it's really disappointing when it's the same thing time and time again. So the question is, how many of you showed up at that school board meeting? How many of you showed up at the commissioner's court? How many of you go to the city council meetings. Hey, I'll be the first to admit, I'm lucky to make one of those in a month. Lucky. But there's hundreds of us out there, thousands of us out there that have a job where they can flex time off, where you're retired, where you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad. Invest that time. Pay attention. These local guys, they've got the hookup for themselves. They protect themselves they look after their buddies hey i mean and if the city benefits from it great everybody's happy they get to get reelected. but this is really just a long-term benefits ploy for many of these people i mean think about it at least in mckinney and but i think in most of Collin county the mayor and the city council they don't really get paid anything for their time do you really think people work for free i mean honestly really do you think people work for free I know I don't. Now, I might choose to get something out of it that's not money, right? I enjoy some of the things I do. I get a little bit of a charge out of uh, being there in person and uh, being a little agitating. That That's that's my form of pay. The camaraderie with my fellow uh, patriots, my fellow uh, rabble-rousers, my fellow uh, concerned citizens... I enjoy that. I I get a charge out of it. So what I do, I don't necessarily do for money. Now, there are a lot of folks that say, well, this is our giving back. We're serving the city. But are they really? Are they? I mean, just look at some of the stuff that happens and how it happens and who walks away with the cash in their pocket. There's no coincidences here. I mean, case in point, for a long time, the Brinkman Ranch, or the Brinkman Ranch, excuse me, the Brinkman Ranch in Frisco, if you're not familiar with it, it's like one of the largest undeveloped areas in most of North Texas, for that matter, that's within city limits. And that guy was on P&Z. So he determined how his property was valued long term. Now, look, I don't begrudge the guy for that, but I don't know how you get avoid that being a conflict of interest. I mean, I'm fairly certain. I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't done a, you know, Freedom of Information Act on it, but fairly certain the guy didn't, you know, step out and say, hey, I I shouldn't vote on this. I mean, we all know elected officials in Congress and, you know, the the state house, they don't worry about those things. We, we, We certainly know that down in Plano, they don't care about conflicts of interest. Well, I mean, yeah, the guy gave me a few thousand dollars for my 
run for office, but, you know, I could still vote on this issue that directly affects his business. I'm not sure how people get away with that, but they do. Once again, the comment is the rules for thee and the rules for we. And if you don't get that, I can't help you. Just like I can't help you if you won't show up. We have to take this to the tyrants. We have to show them who's boss. We have to make them answer to the people. We the people. Now, again, I know this is a broken record with me. I go over this again and again and again. But I feel morally obligated to. I feel morally obligated to remind people that we have the power. We have the authority. We just have to take it and use it. Just like the states have the sovereignty over the federal government and they have every ability to tell the feds, go pound sand, we're not going to partake in this. Go pound sand, you don't have that authority. They don't. It's like they're on some big grift, right? They get theirs. You know, the feds get theirs. Everybody's happy, except for we, the people. You know, I've been at this for a while and I don't begrudge it when, you know, new faces show up and new shining stars. But did you ever wonder where these people came from? Did you ever wonder if maybe some of these folks aren't the um, deployed assets of those that are in charge that are put in to lead the people astray, to distract us, to bear false witness of what your real credentials are, what your real concerns are. I'm not going to point fingers, but I got to say, there's an awful lot of folks that get put in front of us as conservative thought leaders or liberty leaders that really aren't. They have no track record. They just appear from nowhere. And we're supposed to all just line up behind them because, I don't know, they have a nice name or they look good on TV or so-and-so doesn't like them, so we must like them. Or, well, they supported Trump. Or, well, uh, he look at this. He's a good example of the exception to the rule. Draw your own conclusions here, folks. But some of this just doesn't sit right with me. But that's also part of waking up, right? If you're waking people up, you're going to get these people. And they're going to come out of nowhere. They're going to be like lightning in a bottle. And that's good. We need lightning in a bottle. But we also need the people that do the everyday work. We need to do the heavy lifting every day, all day. Yes, it's good. We should go to club meetings. Oh, it's good. We should go listen to a guest speaker. That's all well and good. But then do you go out and block walk? Hey, did you put in a little time and effort? Did you call your candidate or your current elected official and tell them, hey, I thought you did a good job with that? Or, oh, man, hey, man, I'm your supporter, but I just don't understand why you would do that. That makes no sense to me. Why would you allow such a thing? You know, part of that can be accomplished when you go to these events where they come and speak. I mean, just last night. One of the reasons why I'm certain I messed up my episode and why I'm having to redo it now. But just last night, I rushed out of the house so that I could go see the Frisco conservatives put on a town hall. And they tried to approach all levels of government. You know, people that had interest and information on the federal level, the state level, and local level. I mean, I gotta say, they did a really nice job. Uh, You know, we can critique style or whatever else, but the substance was solid. And I mean, 
I got to say, on the whole, we're very blessed to have the state senator we have in SD8. And uh, she did a wonderful job. And that's the kind of thing that we need to see. That's the thing we want. And we want that I came home and I gave my constituents good red meat. And then I go down to Austin and do the same thing. And I will say, by and large, our representative in SD8 has done just that. Comes home, says one thing, goes down to Austin and and does the same thing. Now, perfect? No. But we don't expect perfect. We want good. We want really good. We want better than mediocre. And we've got a whole lot of mediocre in Collin County, lest I remind you. But if we can just push and just pull that direction. So I made a point of saying, hey, that was a great job. Hey, I really appreciate you being here. And I went and talked to each one of those representatives that were there for that talk. Hey, thank you for being here. appreciate the time. You know, I, I like what you're doing. Now, I'm sure they got a lot of that. But most of them, well, let's say 50% of them, actually know who I am and know I don't just hand out compliments because I'm wanting to kiss up because quite frankly, that's just not my style. If I think you're doing a mediocre job, I'm pretty good about telling you you're doing a mediocre job. If I think you're doing a good job, I'm going to tell you. If I think you're terrible, I'm probably just not going to say anything at all. That being said, There is a time to call out our people. There is a time to hold people accountable. That time is coming. That is your job and my job. You need to take the effort. You need to learn about your candidate. You need to learn about your representative. You need to find out what did they do. Did they do what they said they would do? Or did they just say one thing and do another? Those are the people we need to watch. Those are the people we need to replace. Those are the tyrants. But you say, Stephen, but they're not actually making this. No, 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 no. They're enabling tyrannical behavior. They enabled Governor Gregg to violate the Texas Constitution. They enabled him to continue to be able to violate the Texas Constitution. So much so that the Texas Supreme Court had to basically upset the quote-unquote conservatives when they said, well, Governor Gregg, you don't actually have the authority to do that as an executive order. That usurps authority and steps outside of your reserve powers. No, that's not allowable. Now, the Texas state legislature could and should do these things. The Texas state legislature could and should tamp down on the abuse of power that he utilized. But they didn't. As a matter of fact, they even defer to those executive orders as being law. And they are clearly not law. Now, they may have, quote unquote, the weight of law or, quote unquote, the authority of law, but they are not law. An executive order is supposed to only be in effect in such agencies that answer to the executive offices. So that should have zero effect on private business. They should have zero effect on private individuals. Now we talk about how we care about individual sovereignty. We care about individual rights. And sometimes those individual rights have to be balanced with other private property or other rights And that would be the case of, you know, if I have a privately owned business and I say I want you to do X, Y, and Z in order to be an employee as a right to work state, I have that authority. 
But do I have the authority to mandate that you do certain medical procedures to yourself? Do I have the right and the authority to mandate that you must dress a specific way at all times? I would suggest to you that limitedly on the second, but certainly not on the first. You should not be able to mandate a medical procedure on anybody for any reason at any time. And the sad thing is, and this is where the tyranny comes in place. So we have a branch of government that goes to private businesses and says, we are going to subsidize you to encourage a behavior, or we're going to punish you for not encouraging a behavior. And we don't want you just to encourage it. We want you to mandate it. And if you mandate it, carrot and stick, then then you'll make us happy. We'll make it worth your while. Now, how is that not a mafioso kind of thing? But how is that not an abuse of power? And how is that not basically fascism? You're forcing a private business to carry out governmental operations without the authority and everybody goes along with it. And I mean, even people on my side, even good libertarians will say, well, it's private business. They could do what they want to do. Or that's a private organization. They can do whatever they want to do. But are they really? Now, we used to be able to say, well, if you don't like what this company's doing, go to that company. Or if you're not happy with the service you get there, go there. And yeah, for a while that worked. But when they get to the point that they eliminate all your options, at what point are you going to realize that this is tyranny? And at this case in point, you're really looking at a fascist operation where government and corporations are intermixed and intermingled and providing services and, well, quite frankly, goods to each other at the detriment of we, the people. Now, I'm not super enthusiastic about collectivism of any sort or lumping together groups of people based upon who their parents were, what city they came from, or what language they speak. But as a normal course of action in life, people tend to group with other people that are like them. There should be nothing wrong with that. It should not be penalized. It should not be looked down upon. But that's just the way it is. And there's going to be some normal exclusion. And as long as it's the exclusion that is, well, the other people just don't feel comfortable hanging out with them as opposed to actively saying, we don't want you here. And what's the complaint? What's the issue? I mean, after all, our country ostensibly is one of the best countries in the world. So people want to come here by the millions. And we're just supposed to absorb that and not question it. And they say, well, we have no public interest in here. We have no controlling authority. Well, no, we have a country. The country is supposed to have boundaries, and that country is supposed to protect those boundaries. And in the event that that country faces the inability or the unwillingness to do that, then another entity within that country needs to fill that gap. If you don't, you cease to have a country. You cease to be able to function and do what the primary role of government is in our country. Is the protection of liberty, the protection of individual rights. And if we're not willing and able to do that, then what's the point of having a government? In my mind, that was the sole purpose of the government. In fact, there are any number of founding fathers that would agree with me. In fact, there's any number of people that followed the following or the follow, followed the founding fathers that would say the same exact thing. The purpose of our general government was to protect our liberty.
protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the pursuit of happiness was added as opposed to property ownership because they knew that not everybody would ever be able to own property. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Now there's different aspects of this tyranny, both locally at the state level and federal level, that we should and will examine further on. But for right now, all you need to know is, at the local level, we the people have the power. We just need to show up. They're showing up in Princeton. They show up in Plano. They're trying to figure out what to do in Frisco, but man, it's such a basket case there. I wish them well and I'll help them in any way I can, but I got big problems of my own. Just sit here in McKinney. We're in complete disarray. We're trying to sort it out. We're trying to find good leadership, but everybody wants to have their own little piece of the pie, piece of the puzzle and just demand that they get recognized as being the authority of this group or that group. We don't have time for that. Now, whether you love our city leadership or not, they're definitely on a track. They want to go a specific way and it's not going to benefit the city as a whole. Now, they say it will, but really it's benefiting them first and then anybody else is just, well, that's a secondary effect. If you don't believe me, look at some of the other developments that have happened in McKinney in the last few years. And it's not just one person. And it's not just one specific side of the aisle. No, no, no. We call it an oligarchy. We call it an oligarchy for a reason. Now in Frisco, the word that got batted about was the cabal. And unfortunately, they overused it and kind of hurt and damaged the use of that language. And I say unfortunately because that's really what it is. There's a little ruling faction, the little oligarchy, the establishment. They want to do the things the way that they've always done them and to their own benefit and the heck with everybody else. And I guess we've tolerated it. We've tolerated it for so long that we just don't even show up. I think it was Edmund Burke. You know, and if you don't know who he is, I suggest you go look him up. But I'm going to paraphrase. All it takes for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. And yes, for those of you that get hurt, he means women too, right? Think of it as the Latin uh, version of male means everybody. It's all inclusive. Okay. I mean, I hate to think that I need to explain that to this uh, group that would be listening, but you never know. So when good men do nothing, evil, evil succeeds. Evil becomes prosperous. That means we lose out. That means we pay the penalty. And quite frankly, that's disappointing. That's scary. We have just this real simple baby tyranny that we tolerate right outside our back door. And they say, well, it's just this, or it's just that. Well, well, we just ask the businesses to do this. Or we ask the property owners to do this. That's not true. They're abusing people. They're coercing people. They're aggressively marketing and making them look to be evil if they don't comply. Now is the time to step back. Now is the time to take it to the tyrants. And how do you do that? Well, funny you should ask. How do we do that? Well, Chris Ann Hall would tell you peaceful non-compliance. Rand Paul used the term civil disobedience. Well, let me tell you, they're basically the same thing, but one has a more negative connotation than the other. 
When somebody says you need to do something and they don't have the authority, just say no. When somebody says you must do this, just say no. When they say, but the law says, and they can't provide you the law, just say no. When they say you're not welcome here, that's fine. I'll go elsewhere, but you're going to have to make me. Maybe don't say it that way, but just say no. The things that we tolerate, the little bit of encroachment on our liberty and freedom, all in the name of safety for the children. Come on, enough already. Time to show up. We are the people. Let's take it to the tyrants. These little busybody know-it-alls that think they know how to run our lives need to be put in their place. And I don't care if that means they're on some little parent-teacher organization or they're the superintendent. I don't care if they're on some little board that helps the city council or the commissioner's court develop a plan for doing something or they're the mayor or the county judge. If they're wrong, if they're violating liberty, we need to call them on it. We need to remind them. Now, good news is we don't really have to worry about that out of our county judge. Now, do we? But we can't say the same thing out of our city and municipal governments. We can't say the same thing out of our school boards and even the individual schools. And you know what? Maybe the majority wants something. But if the majority wants something that violates your rights, your body, your liberty, they're not supposed to be able to do that. The whole function of the government is to protect your liberty. And if it's not doing it, it's vacating its purpose. And perhaps it needs to be replaced. And that's something that we're going to be doing here, hopefully, in the next year or so. And I would highly encourage you, take the time while you're taking it to the tyrants, to learn the reasons why. To learn how things function. Hey, you know what? You want to do something? Let's bring back a civics class. I know a few people. I bet you they could teach a mean civics class. I mean, we could even play act part of it if we really wanted to. While we're at doing a civics class, I'd like to bring in some guys to teach a jury nullification class. Hey, if you run a club and you're in sound of my voice, there's some guys from Fiji somewhere in uh, DFW. That's the fully informed jury association. You need to give them a call. You need to have them come visit and tell people just what the power they have as the people when they're sitting on the juries. And here's a thought. How about just keeping on these constitutional classes? We have a constitutional boot camp that's coming up this next month. We have another guy that teaches constitution courses. Wouldn't you like to know how the federal government's supposed to operate? Wouldn't you like to know what the limitations are on the federal government? But even more so, how about we have somebody come and talk about the Texas constitution? I mean, I got to be honest. I still haven't finished reading it and... With all the amendments they make, I don't know that you ever truly finished reading the Texas State Constitution, but why don't we have people going around teaching what's in there? That's all part of civics. That's why people need to know what's going on. I mean, we had a summer. We could have done some of these classes. Summer's over, but we've got an entire school year. How hard would it be to put on a couple two, three-hour seminars on the Saturday or Sunday afternoon 
where we teach these important subjects so we can educate our people. The reason that these tyrants get away with that is because our people don't know. The lack of knowledge is a lack of power. The lack of the ability to fight back is why you lose. That never showing up. But this is stuff that we can do. This is easy, low-hanging fruit. As you may or may not know, I'm in the process of taking part in moderating a number of forums. I'm doing that for the McKinney First Pack because they asked me to. I'm doing that because though I'm a very opinionated guy, I can step back out of my opinionated personality, set that aside, and be objective and fair to the people around me. Because I enjoy having a good conversation with people that I don't agree with. As long as it's a competent, coherent conversation based upon understanding what the other people's positions are, I'm all in. And if I can help make that happen in McKinney, I'm going to do it. I want you all to pay attention. I want you to take the time to come listen. There are a lot of subjects we're going to cover and some of them are kind of uncomfortable. I mean, even though I have a knee-jerk reaction on perhaps a couple of these issues, I don't know everything. Maybe there's some I haven't thought of. Maybe there's a part of it that I'm unaware of. Maybe I misunderstand something. But I have to be objective and open and willing to listen and partake, which is why I volunteered when they asked me, sure, I'd be your moderator. I'd love to do that. This would be so helpful, so useful. Now, I know there's some people that are on my team that expect me to come in and, you know, do X or Y or Z. And there's a lot of people that are on the other team, right? They all, oh, you can't trust that callous guy. You, you, he's one of those crazy right wingers or better, better yet, he is one of those crazy libertarians. Ooh. Hey, listen, we all have our opinions. We all have bias. The idea is we come and have an open discussion. We don't make accusations. We don't abuse the people. We want to have a discussion. And the best way to do that is a forum. Now, the time will come for a debate. Debates are awesome, man. You get two people that want to run for office and put them against each other, great. Or you have an issue where it's not clear, but it's not super emotional. It's just not clear. And, you know, is there a better way to do this? There's a good place for a debate. Or maybe after you have your forum and, you know, you get some people educated, some people understand what's going on, then maybe you follow up later on, somebody else does a debate. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not the point, right? The point is, is we have to have these conversations. We have to be able to communicate with each other. We have to be able to acknowledge that the other side maybe has a point. That just because something came from, and I'm going to say it, just because something came from Karl Marx does not immediately mean it's wrong or evil. That's a genetic fallacy. Now, do I think the vast majority of the things that Karl Marx ever did, said, or was involved in was wrong, evil, whatever you want to call it? Sure. Yes, I do. But is it possible that maybe, just maybe, he had something that was right? Or maybe he had an idea that at the very least, design, uh, deserving of a conversation? Yes. We have to be fair and open. We have to be willing to discuss things. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion. There's nothing wrong with uh, speaking your opinion. I mean, after all, that's what I do at least four times a week, right? But if you can't have an open and fair conversation, if you can't engage in a dialogue, are you really learning? 
Are you really partaking in the greater societal issues? No, I don't think you are. And you certainly can't take it to the tyrant if you don't know what you're talking about. You cannot force them to reconsider their position or their issue if you don't know more or at least as much about whatever topic or issue it is that they are stepping out of line on. It is our requirement to pick up that banner and run with it. It is our requirement to take it to the tyrants. Hopefully we won't need to use swords and just a microphone and a soapbox will work. But metaphorically speaking, the war has already begun and we need to show up to that fight. We need to be willing to face the battle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.